Emergency management. It sounds like it belongs alongside emergency medicine or emergency responder. But in truth, it leans much more on the management part of its name. And in this episode, you can find your path to becoming one of only a couple thousand in the world. Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough podcast. I'm your host, as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Christine Van Horn. Christine is a Certified Emergency Manager, or CEM, and has been for 30 years. It's a career that has allowed her to work in all levels of government, with various agencies, and on a wide array of events. She's here today to help clarify what the job is and what most don't understand about the career. Let's take command of the scene. Welcome to the show, Christine Van Horn. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very honored to be here with you today, Colton. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself for the audience? My name is Christine Van Horn, and I am a Certified Emergency Manager, or CEM, which I use after my name, and I have been for just about 30 years. So I've got a background in emergency management, and I would really like to you know, explain what the field is for emergency management in case anyone has an interest in that career. And I have worked at all levels of government and private industry, so I've got a wide background that I intend to talk from. Yeah, you've certainly got a lot of experience to draw from, which is why I was so glad to have you on the show, because I think a lot of us have that question. We're like, what is emergency management? Well, let me tell you, you know, emergency management is different than emergency response, but an emergency manager is someone who manages, you know, emergency resources, responsibilities, develops the plans and the procedures for the responders and and manages facilities um, that would be involved in a large scale uh, disaster or type of emergency. Um, and that's what emergency management is. It's really behind the scenes disaster management is a good way to put it. Yeah, it doesn't get quite all of the uh, the Hollywood shine that you get to see with a lot of like, you know, firefighters, paramedics and uh, police officers and everyone that else is kind of like on the streets. And, and that's true because an emergency manager is not on the streets, but it's an excellent career for someone who wants to be involved in emergency response or disaster management, but yet not be out there, um, but do all the behind the scenes work to get everyone prepared to do the mission that they need to do. And while it's going on, they are working you know, but probably in an emergency center, making sure that all the agencies have the resources they need, they're doing what they're supposed to, and that all that coordination uh, is in place. So it's it's a very active role. But like you said, it's not in front of the camera. People are not going to see you, you know, running, doing different things on TV. Yeah, I guess if you are looking at this from a Hollywood perspective, an emergency manager is usually like the group of people that are you know, sitting in the, the covered area and they're like on different radios trying to get a hold of different groups, right? 
Absolutely. Uh, so there is often, you know, whether it's a small scale emergency in a town to something very large where you have a state or federal agency having an emergency center that's operational, you have a whole crew of people that are working in there that are very actively engaged, but they are not at the scene as an emergency response element. And that's what emergency management really is. Yeah. And it's not like part of 911. Like if we dial 911, it does not necessarily trigger emergency managers as well. That That is correct. So there are 911 centers all over, you know, the country and areas, and they are, you know, just listening to the calls coming in and they're sending out the, the police and fire and uh, paramedics to the scene, you know, and dispatching them out to those uh, locations. So that is nothing emergency management really gets involved with, except that they need to, you know, if they're, if it's say like a, a large city emergency management, the 911 center might be a subset of emergency management. So an emergency manager might need to make sure that the resources are in place, that the systems and computers are there so that the dispatchers can do the work that they really need to do. Yeah, it sounds very complex. How did you get into this kind of work? I, I had a, a job in which um, I had expertise in which um, FEMA was looking for some, some work on a uh, kind of a part-time basis. So the, the um, uh, managers that I had kind of loaned me out to FEMA and I learned emergency management from them. And, and that's how a lot of people really get into it through experience that they have. So I worked with, with FEMA and, uh, and that's where I learned what this was. And, and I developed a real, real love for doing this kind of work. And so, but it was emergency management, not the response. And it really was work with exercises so I was going out to places where the first responders were doing the emergency response in an exercise format, but I was there to make sure that um, you know all the plans and procedures had been in place ahead of time and that they were following them and that everybody knew what their roles and responsibilities were. And, and that's where I got my experience and my, my love for emergency management. And if it sounds like something that's of interest to, you know, any of your listeners, what they can do is just, you know, really get involved in like local emergency management. There, there are at most towns, you know, some form of emergency management agency uh, and that they can volunteer. So local emergency um, managers and their agencies are really more volunteer-based. So they can get involved in, in doing that and learn if it's something that interests them. And that's how it was with me. I was just assigned to, to do this work with emergency exercises and developed a real love for it. Yeah, it kind of gives you the ability to get your feet wet and test it out, see if it's something you like. Mm -hmm. Before, I assume, you know, if you really want to pursue it and you want to become part of those larger agencies... Like you have to go to school. Is there a lot of training for these positions? There, there is um, a lot that is available. Uh, you can get, you know, positions at emergency management agencies, you know, maybe like at a county level or a state level where you just have like one part of it. So maybe you have a computer expertise look and see if any of those agencies is looking for, you know, someone who has that expertise that you might have, and you can get in without doing that training. And you will learn a lot while you're in that position and in place and have access to 
uh, the training. There are also many online training programs. So FEMA offers quite a number of courses. Um, there's like incident command courses, which is more for the management of the scene of the incident, the senior usually fire department official um, that responds to that event is considered the incident commander and takes over the scene of that until someone of a higher authority comes out to the scene. And you can get courses like that. And then also really just emergency management courses. So looking for FEMA online is a great way. And you can take something, just a course at a time and, and learn if you like it. And then that'll lead you to seeing what else is offered. Um, they're, they're also through your, your own, uh, you know, like state or county emergency management agency, they may have courses that they offer or, you know, local colleges where you can just take a course and see if it's something that interests you. Um, if it is, then you can, you know, the, the door really opens for, for different programs. So there are actually degreed programs that you can take. It's not necessary to go into emergency management. You can go in without a degree, but not into a management position. So, you know, if you want to say like work with computers or resources or, you know, planning, you can do that without, you know, having an emergency management degree. But there are many colleges uh, you know, around the world that offer emergency management program. Quite a number are going online. So that, that is a good thing. You can start taking, you know, just take a course, an introduction to emergency management course from an online college and see how that interests you. And, and so that is an option, but there are bachelor's, master's, and doctorate degrees in emergency management. Sometimes they're called emergency management. Sometimes they're called emergency planning. Sometimes disaster response, public safety. There, there's many different terms that lead you to that same type of program. It depends on uh, what the college's courses are, or what they, they call their program, or you know, wherever you are in the world, what the emergency management agency is actually called. Yeah, and it sounds like there's a bit of something for everyone. Like if you are just looking to get into it, like you can volunteer and then take, you know, a couple programs without being, you know, too deep in the weeds. Or if you're like, this is exactly what I want to do. And you are looking at some of these related fields of study, like, you know, public safety. Like if you're already taking those degrees, this is also an avenue you can kind of take some extra classes and branch out into to really like cover the spectrum from you know a high school graduate all the way into a doctorate degree like that's a really broad field where you're like anyone in this field like in that zone can get in there it, it is so you know if this is something that interests you no matter where you are education wise or where you are in life there's a fit you know there's a fit for you somewhere um, many larger towns offer something that's a FEMA course called um, CERT. It's a CERT course. It's a community emergency response team course. And so you can take something like that, you know, and, and learn. So there's so many different ways to get into this and there's a fit for everyone. And, and I'm just going to give you another Example, say this is something that interests you, but you really wanted to, you know, be in front of the camera and be like that news reporter or something like that. Guess what? There's a fit for you. 
because in any kind of a you know a large scale emergency, you need a public information officer. So there always needs to be somebody who knows how to talk to the media, who can get the message out clearly. Uh, there's often a joint information center that is set up. So you know you know look into this with with open eyes. Because there, there are so many areas of expertise, you know, whether it's really, you know, computer work that, that you have or like this with emergency public information or, you know, on the medical side or whatever it is, there are so many avenues that you can find to study this and many places within uh, an emergency management organization. Yeah, it is certainly a broad field where it's like no one person is doing all of these jobs. So you need right. someone with a tech degree that's working on the technical side. You want somebody with maybe like a journalism degree that's working as your public yes. information officer. And then uh, as I was thinking about it, I kind of giggled because I thought emergency management manager. Because I'm like, you do have to have a manager yes, you do. inside the field. There just happens to also be management in the name. <laughs> You know, that's really true. It's really true. And it's kind of interesting how you how you say that. But you have to have someone who's that head of that organization, who is the manager of emergency management. So it is kind of like a, a double word there. And, and somebody like that really needs at least a, at least a bachelor's degree, probably a master's, potentially a, a doctorate, um, depending upon what level of you know, government or industry that you're going into. And, and really that opens another door because large companies have emergency managers. It's not just government. Um, you know, if it's a large, say, pharmaceutical house or a large corporation, they need an emergency manager who's going to coordinate, you know, the training drills and exercises of employees, make sure they have, you know, the right people in place to, you know, coordinate say emergency evacuations or shelters in place or something. So it is such a broad field. So depending upon whatever your interest is, there's a niche for you somewhere. Yeah. And the level of education, because much like any other level of management, you know, outside of this field, when you're thinking about management of a major company, like you've got to have quite an education on you. So if you want to be kind of, you know, the top seat in the show, like you're going to have to put in some extra schooling, but you don't have to do it all at once either. I assume you could start, you know, with like journalism and you come in as the public information and you're like, you know what? I think I want to run this show. And then mm -hmm. you, just, you go back, you do a little more schooling, you come back with, you know, some management experience and then go for that job. Absolutely. You know, it, it really is. So no matter what your interest is, uh, if you like this type of field, you, there's so many needs for expertise that are that are brought into it that come into this one system. So there's a really good fit uh, for just almost anyone who's interested. Yeah. And it was interesting that you brought that up because, you know, I was kind of looking at this very black and white where I'm like, oh, yes, emergency management for emergency situations like what we see on tv where you're like oh it's a major fire or it's a wildfire even or you know some kind of a, a crazy power grid outage and an earthquake and that's where you need management but also just like very large companies need it anyone they, dealing with hazardous equipment probably needs it they they really do you know so there's such a niche for, for everybody. You know, if you're working in, you know, industry, it might not be a full-time job. It might be a part-time job, or it might be, 
full time, but you branch out into other things. But but there's so many opportunities. You know, if you're looking for for jobs in emergency management, it's not only you know local, state, federal, country governments, um, but like we said, like private industry. Uh, another few examples would be like hospitals, airports. You know, just anywhere where you're going to have potential for emergencies uh, to occur, uh, private industry, you know, nonprofit organizations, people that go, you know, worldwide with, you know, like rescue missions and things like that, they're going to need it. So the, the need for something like this is so broad, you know, so if you're looking into it, you know, again, keep in mind those other terms of, you know, public safety, emergency, you know, management and, um you know, there, there could be something that just is not saying uh, emergency management, but you read the description and it's like, yeah, this is what this is. And, and you know, it's just such a, a wide variety of, of places that really people could work. Yeah, it was one of those where I started out thinking and I was like, how many people do this job? Because it sounds like, you know, such a small number of people needed. But then as we've been talking, I'm like, there's probably a lot of people that do these jobs. Yeah, there really are. I haven't done any research to find out how many people are working in emergency management, um, but I'm going to guess it's quite a large number, you know, and because so many are volunteers, you know, like the, the county or town level, you know, they may not even be included in counting some of those numbers, but but they do it. And when I developed an interest in in doing this, I actually volunteered in my town and I became you know, part of the emergency management agency of the local town that I was in. And things that I liked were um, like weather related. You know, so I liked, you know, you kind of start crossing a bridge to emergency response when you're at a local level, because it's like, everybody's got to do everything. So, you know, I learned to be like a tornado spotter or, you know, and, and do some of those things, not only just sitting in the emergency center. So you, you have a little bit of a flavor of those things. And What's nice is, you know, once you volunteer somewhere and volunteering is a good way to start, but once you volunteer, you'll start seeing things and it's like, oh, I have an interest in this. I like, you know, I like radio work, you know, so maybe that's a direction you want to go or maybe you like writing, you know, so you could be writing the plans, you know, and working on on things like that with, you know, procedures to follow and 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 stuff like that. It's just such a wide variety of, of options. Well, yeah, and that's a great opportunity to be able to volunteer for something like this because, like you said, you may not know even which part of it you like best until you start right. doing it. You, know, you get into it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, the weather, it's beautiful. Like <laughs> You start looking at all the graphs, and you understand, I guess, like Doppler readings, and you're like, I get it now. <laughs> Well, like when I did it, I mean, I was kind of recommended to do this with exercises. And I liked it, but my intent was not to become an emergency manager. And I became a certified emergency manager, and I have been for 30 years now. And that was not my intent. You know, I did something that my management asked me to do, and I loved it. And then I volunteered, you know, at the local level and it opened more doors. And, you know, I did this for FEMA. So there were a lot of courses I could take. And, you know, and it just, you know, one thing will lead to the next. You'll meet people. You know, and, you know, just even on an exercise, you're going to sit in an emergency center with other people and you can talk to them and learn what they're doing. And it's it's a great field for 
being able to move around. So, you know, if you just get in, then you're going to learn what you want to do once you get there. Yeah, of course. I mean, in talking about this with people, because again, for 30 years, like you've got quite the background in it. Have you run into a lot of misconceptions or had to like, you know, dispel any myths about what you do? Actually, yes. Um, and and one I can say is something that I, you know, hear like on the news or reading papers, you know, at a higher level, you know, when there's some kind of a disaster, I've heard many people say, and FEMA didn't come and rescue them. FEMA's not an, a response agency, you know, they're an emergency management agency. And I think that type of thing is is kind of prevailing, that the most people don't really understand the difference. You know, they know that there's an emergency and people are responding and things are getting taken care of. But, you know, there's those that work in the field and those that work more behind the scenes. And that's kind of how FEMA is, too. So FEMA is, yes, they will respond for, you know, like like funding and things like that, you know, after in the aftermath of a large scale event. But they're not emergency response. That's the police and the fire and the the paramedics. And and, and I think some people don't really see that as a as a difference so it's something we need to do to educate people yeah it's not like fema has a a big backyard full of helicopters that they just start loading people into and flying out to different places no and and i don't think people realize that you know and so that's that's kind of um something we need to kind of dispel those kind of you know thoughts yeah i mean and it certainly seems like this is the position where a lot of blame could land at your feet at any point in time because when you're talking about an emergency scene, whether it's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster of any kind, like things could go pretty sideways pretty fast. And if you're the person at the top of the ladder, like, and in FEMA's case, like things kind of just get set at your feet and they're like, well, this is your fault. <laughs> And and it really can, you know, and you bring up a good point. If there is a, you know, a large scale emergency, it's going to be beyond the fire chief and the police chief that are going to be talking. It's going to be the mayor or the governor. And at their levels of emergency management, whether it's like city, county, state, federal, there has to be the emergency management people who are preparing them for doing this. You know, because they're they're used to, you know, just let's take a governor as an example. You know, they're not used to being in the middle of a disaster and telling people what's going on necessarily. Um, so they have to be prepared for it. And that's the emergency manager who's going to make sure that they have the training in place, that they've done exercises, that they've practiced this role. The public information officer uh, might be the person who's prepared statements to them so that they they know in advance what to say. Um, I'll, I'll give you a good example. In 9-11, uh, Rudy Giuliani was out there really making wonderful statements, and he was out in front of the, the camera. Well, he didn't just go out and do that and say those things. He had training for that. Those kind of statements, without it being specific to an emergency, were prepared in advance. He knew that. And it takes the emergency managers and in that case, the public information officers to prepare those leaders for that particular type of role. Otherwise, they could be, you know, falling on their feet and the blame would be out there. But that's, you know, a good example of emergency management that was all done, 
not specific to that event. Nobody would know what that event was, but Rudy Giuliani was prepared to be able to go out there and speak uh, to an event like that. Well, you might end up with, you know, some of those public information officers just leaning in before he gets on stage or on camera or whatever it is and just says like, hey, here's your three talking points. Make sure you hit these. Absolutely. What, what people care about. They're like, if you don't say these things, people are going to be really mad. So as an expert, I'm advising you and we've been through this, right? Like you and I did training. So and, and you are really spot on with that because there is going to be somebody there, you know, make sure that you, you know, deliver your, your empathy for the people. And then your three points and three points and three points and that people leave understanding what those messages are from you and, and somebody will be there behind the scenes. So that, that is a real good example. Well, and they're going to be the same people that you see after that, right? Because you know, in a, in a major situation, you might have somebody like Rudy Giuliani who gives that big speech, right? And then for every speech after that, you're basically just going to be dealing with the other person. Like yes. whenever you see this happen on TV, it's not the same guy always talking. It's like right. big, important person gives big talk. Then other people talk for him after that, because otherwise you're just dragging this important person on camera instead of trying to manage other situations. And and a good example of that is, is let's say we have, you know, a, a, a governor of a, of a state. There's some big event that has taken place and the governor is up there talking. He's not going to know every technical detail for everything. So they really have people in the wings, you know, the, the technical people or somebody who could speak to what this event was or, you know, whatever the medical side of things that then come up. But you again have to have those public information officers that are preparing them because those are people that are not used to doing this. So if you have, say, like some hospital director up there, um, somebody's going to be in the the wings queuing them. These are the things you need to say. These are the things you don't say. You know, the governor is going to tell you when to come on and you'll know when you leave. And, you know, there's people that are giving those cues. That's all emergency management. Well, and that's kind of the way you would hope to have things. At least I would, where I'm like, if I want to listen to different aspects of the emergency, like I don't want to hear the same guy explain it because I'm not going to be like, so governor, tell me about the medical care we're giving people because I both wouldn't expect him to know and would rather have an expert opinion. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. So you're exactly. Like, you're like, yeah, we need these other people to be cued in. And most of their jobs probably also don't revolve around talking to the media. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. It all sounds very complex. Is there a kind of example that you usually give when you're talking to people and you're like, oh, this is how a scenario would go? Absolutely. Let me, this is just a scenario. So this is like totally made up and it's very generic. Um, but, you know, there's going to be emergencies around all the time. So this is a, you know, a career and this type of example is something that is going to be prepared for, you know, well into the future. So as for this scenario, let's just say we're in some town and there is a train track that goes through it and it hand, you know, transports cargo and hazardous materials and there's a train accident and um, there are hazardous materials on the train. So scenario, let's look at what emergency response is doing and what emergency management is doing. 
So for emergency response, if you have something like this, maybe you don't know upfront if there's any of the material that's been released into the atmosphere. So you're going to have to have a hazmat team there to, to make that decision. That's emergency response. Um, the, the fire department with the incident commander and the police department. So you'd have the police chief out there. The, the police would be looking at things like uh, security, safety, you know, helping people evacuate. Um, the fire department's going to be on scene, making sure that there's no uh, no fire, no hazmat release, no life-threatening situation there. Also looking at the safety of the emergency responders uh, that are at the scene. And those are the kinds of things that are occurring on the emergency response side. So to contrast that, what's going on on the emergency management side? There's going to be an emergency operations center, which is the emergency center for that particular town. Maybe in this case, if it's large enough, it's going to be a county EOC, emergency operations center, or state level or something that is activated as well. So you'll have different emergency managers at different locations, making sure that things are operating. So let's just say it's a town emergency operations center. The emergency manager is going to be at that center, not at the scene of the event. The responders are going to be managing it. The emergency manager is going to be making sure that the facility is managing properly. Everybody's got what they need. The proper notifications to people are taking place. You know, it's if, you know, maybe the state needs to be notified, maybe, um, you know, the company who's transporting the materials needs to be notified. That may not be done, you know, in the by the emergency manager in the EOC, but there's somebody looking to make sure these, you know, connect the dots things are, are all occurring so that all those bases uh, are covered. The emergency manager would be looking to make sure that all the plans and procedures are being followed. You know, so if it's somebody maybe new sitting in a seat, that's like for the notification process, as an example, the emergency manager is going to make sure the procedure is there so that person knows what to do. And if they have questions, answer it so that person can do their own roles and responsibilities. Um, there, there could be other facilities. Now we've talked about emergency public information. So there could be, you know, an emergency public information facility set up, usually called a joint information center or JIC. And that emergency manager might have somebody out there to make sure that facility is working and things are in process, not doing the speaking. That would be the public information officer and team. And then, you know, just assisting the decision maker. So if the mayor needs to get somewhere where they're talking, you know, that person could be making sure the public information officer gives them the right information or that mayor knows exactly what he should say. And, and really more than that, ahead of time, making sure that that person has had that training uh, so that they really need to do that. And then setting up, you know, drills and exercises long ahead of time. That should be on like a, a routine basis, you know, annually or semi-annually semi or what or whatever it would be. So people can practice all of this and get used to working in that uh, emergency center. And then after the event is over, say this is all fine, there's no release, everything stands down, uh, no, no problems, you know, 
from it, then the emergency manager is going to make sure that there's an after action report and after action meetings and everybody comes together and uh, the emergency manager will you know, be able to track what worked well, what didn't work well, what supplies did we not have, you know, what, and, and kind of talk through all of those things. And often is the one that leads that kind of discussion and then make sure that all those changes uh, have taken place. So it's like before the event, during the event and after the event. So it, uh, you know, but it's all behind the scenes to, to do that. Yeah, it gives me a very like a, a mile high vantage point kind of a feel because you're like, they have to look at everything. Um, I was trying to put it into like, you know, if there was a wildfire, they're going to see, you know, fire departments going to dispatch to a certain area and law enforcement's going to go ahead of them to the town it's near and try and mm -hmm. clear that out. And your emergency manager is watching both of those things as well as contacting companies in the area where it's like, Hey, I know you have a building in this town that's about to be on fire, maybe. Yes. Do you have a bunch of hazardous materials we need to know about? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that that's really good. Yeah, just trying to track down. I mean, there's a lot of like there's a lot of balls in the air, so to speak, when you're doing that, because you know, you are talking about the news is going to be covering it. So you need somebody there. And businesses are going to be involved. You need somebody there and people are involved. So you need, you know, law enforcement to make people not involved. And and it's true there. I mean, there's so many people that are involved, you know, and if it's for the emergency responders, they have their own certification levels. You know, if you're going to be like a paramedic or, you know, firefighter or, you know, police officers, different certifications, but there is also for emergency management. So it's not required for everybody, but um, make Going through this scenario makes me think about this because there is an organization called the International Association of Emergency Managers, or IAEM, and that's who I'm certified through. And it's international, started national, it's now gone international, and um, they have two levels of certification. So they they have one that is for um, uh, associates in emergency management. And then there's one that's the certified emergency manager. So the associates in emergency management um, is, is more attainable, especially if you don't have a degree. A degree is not required, but it is truly a certification. So there's training that's required and uh, uh, there is an exam that goes with it, and documentation. Uh, and then the certified emergency manager, there's only 3,000 worldwide. So for, you know, a need this great, because we're going to always have emergencies, it surprises me how few worldwide are really certified, but it's right around 3,000. Uh, but there you need at least a bachelor's degree, and then all the, the requirements for an associate emergency manager are the same, except you have a lot more to do. You know, document areas in emergency management that you have really done and participate in things, and a tremendous amount of documentation. But, um, you know, if you want to have this be something that becomes a true profession as an emergency manager, this is an avenue that you can really take to do that. And once you you know, are a certified emergency manager or CEM, like I have been for 30 years, it, it just opens doors to all the things that you can really do. Yeah, it's kind of the the gold star of the position where you're like, here's your top tier, let's shoot for that, because mm -hmm. you'll be one of only a couple thousand, like you said. That's there's, right. There's not very many of these in the world, which is also really cool, because 
He said it's an international group, which means yes. we practice some of the same things here that we do in other countries. Yes. And that allows us to actually help each other without like trying to implement one system on top of another system and mm -hmm. just adding confusion to the whole thing. We're like, no, all these people practice the same kind of, you know, principles, even if the way they go about them is a little different. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool because that gives us like a global perspective on things. And, you know, like you said, 3000 in the world is a pretty low number. So this is kind of a cool time where people could get into it and be like, yeah, I'm one of only a couple thousand on the planet. Absolutely. And it's such a wonderful profession. And so, uh, you know, such variety. So no matter what your level of interest in disaster response is, there's a position for you. Uh, there really is. Awesome. Well, if people are looking to learn more about this or to find you and the things you do, uh, where could they do those things? Sure. My website is www.drchris.co, uh, www.drchris.co, not .com, .co. Um, I have mostly things on character on my website, but I am working on uh, family emergency management as a handbook or a book to bring this to levels uh, where people can apply it within their own families. You know, and that's something that I don't hear discussed too much. You hear family emergency planning and having an emergency kit, but it's a lot broader uh, than that. So if this is an area that interests you, you know, and even if you're young, this is something that you can start doing, you know, as a teenager, help start getting your family prepared for emergencies. And, and that's what I want to do is be able to have that resource, which I hope to have soon out there for people to uh, be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for providing a service like that. It's really incredible to see people like, look, I'm going to help, you know, teenagers learn some of these skills and maybe find a passion in their world where they're like, you can pursue this once you leave high school. Yeah, my, I have a son who uh, is an Eagle Scout, and this goes back a number of years, but his Eagle Scout project was to develop an emergency plan uh, for a county, and um, they adopted what he had. I mean, this goes back a number of years, and uh, before they had like true emergency managers like we have today, and I'm sure they made changes and, you know, adapted it to what, you know, their needs were, but he wrote that plan as an Eagle Scout project, which goes to show that you can be young and get involved in something like this as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I have appreciated it greatly and it was wonderful talking to you. Oh, it was talking to you uh, as well. Thanks, Colton. I appreciate this. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Just Dumb Enough podcast. Please take a brief moment to rate the show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, or Audible. You can do your part to help the show grow by telling other people you enjoy it. I'm always looking for new topics, guest ideas, and questions from the audience. To reach out to me, email dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com or send a message on any of the show pages like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or wherever else. That's it for this week. I will see you all Monday for a truly bizarre way of handling relationship conflict. Buh bye bye